Hi, Sachin. Hey, Dinkar. So, uh, Sachin, last time we were uh, talking about uh, product management and um, uh, how to align to business, especially with the um, enterprise in mind, right? And we had our usual set of digressions. So today I wanted to ask you, um, technologist, as a technologist, I, I know personally you are very aligned to the business, uh, but um, I feel um, that's rare. Um, so, uh, so I want you to talk about uh, technologist uh, aligning to uh, business, right? Uh, but uh, before we go there, kind of some baseline definition, right? I, uh, what comes to your mind when you hear technologist? Uh, and uh, I think we need to differentiate uh, between technologist and developer. Um, so uh, what's the baseline uh, definition we'll go with uh, for this discussion at least? I think uh, during different points in my career, I have seen that def definition of technologist evolving. Hmm. And uh, uh, there were two factors. A, uh, I was spending more time. I was getting more senior in the uh, the industry itself. And the second is that the industry itself is evolving and they want more. Hmm. And the, the simple parallel which I can draw is when I started my career uh, about 18, 20 years ago, everyone used to do one specific skill. Hmm. Either you are writing backend that is a database programmer or business logic like backend programming or UI programmer front-end or you could be something different or niche example is you are a mainframe programmer but yeah, those are like you're a VC plus uh, plus yes that's who we are I don't know if Delphi or all those ever took up but Delphi was slightly before me but yes you're right yeah, either you are a C programmer. What you are is your skill, right? You are a C programmer and that's your career. VC++, um, Oracle had some things going, Oracle financials and so on and so forth. But now uh, in uh, 2010 onwards, what I have seen is one trend was picking up, which is full stack development. Hmm. They wanted to basically one single programmer uh, do the work from... Uh, writing database code, then backend logic, send that data to front end and also do the front end programming. And I, I think that came because of the startups, right? Startup couldn't- Exactly. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't hire uh, all these niche roles. So yeah. they say, uh, they said it is not super difficult to learn these skills in one uh, role. Why don't we actually start demanding that? And people were also realizing that learning these skills, which are extremely adjacent to each other, mm. it was extremely, uh, first of all, satisfying as a developer to get code right from database to the front end. Right. And second thing was, it was also exhilarating that you are not waiting for other people. Right. So it was very productive. It, it removed a lot of barriers and it was not so difficult to achieve. Hey, one thing, Sachin, I, I think one of the reasons was is this uh, this uh, scenario where you're writing something, uh, but you see the effect of it at the end product and you see an end user use it, right? Yes. So I think that um, the seeds of alignment to business started happening when uh, developers started to say that I prefer to be a full stack developer. Correct. And that also 
brings a very important point, which is nice segue into what I'm about to say is, if you are thinking about modern web application developers yeah. in a startup, you cannot just think about, hey, I want to just write the backend code. I want to just do the DevOps. If you think right now, engineers are supposed to do everything from writing code to deploying code and also supporting code to a great extent because of this cloud, you don't need to depend upon heavy ops people. Cloud is running. All you have to do is program it, manage it, very lightweight, low touch. Right. The thinking now is we are also extremely reactive to what the application is doing in the wild. Hmm. We want to be continuously respond to whether something is actually working or not. Can I change it? Can I improve it? So uh, this particularly, uh, it, it, this trend, which is coming from obviously uh, the massive web startups in Valley, that you can see that it is now global. You do not want to deploy a feature. You do not want to change the color of a button. You don't want to change height and width of a product listing unless and until there is proof that actually this works or not. Right. So developers are now getting involved into coding these A-B testing uh, elements, making sure that they get the feedback. They are working with the business analysts. They are working with the marketing folks. So as a technologist today, if you are in the right company, not in a very, um, uh, I would not, I don't want to sound old company, but company which is not extremely user centric, I would say right. that you, you think that you can build software and just people should use it. If you are not one of those companies and you want to build user centric software, it is impossible to not know business. You okay. will need to know business. Yeah, uh, I think uh, this is where uh, startups uh, hold a big advantage over enterprises because in startup, uh, you know, a developer can can be uh, one degree removed from the end user uh, because uh, because of the stark reality of the business. You know, you did something didn't work out immediately. No, but in enterprises, you are you know two three degrees um, you know uh, away from the end user, and uh, that uh, uh, creates uh, that uh, kind of. Uh, I think that is a root cause of uh, misalignment. Now, now, uh, now, I would like to question because this position was the same even with the, the these web companies. Uh, earlier, when they used to develop software, which was customer facing, they hmm. had never uh, any idea how customers are using it. Hmm. That changed. They said this needs to shorten. Everybody needs to know. Business needs to know. Developers or engineering teams needs to know as in technologists needs to know now enough about our business that they can operate with this knowledge. It is not that they are going to drive the decisions, but they cannot actually uh, say, I don't need to know this. Yeah. They need to know at least enough about it that uh, how I should react to this right. so that they can contribute. In enterprises, Dinkar, that is changing. I'll, I'll give an example. How many times you and I are getting involved into this uh, developer experience conversation? Right. Seemingly products which are consumed by developers within an organization. There is no real customer out there. The right. customer themselves are sitting within the organization. And companies are realizing that you cannot think customer as only a customer who is ready to pay for some services. Right. 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 
every system has a consumer. That consumer could be an API consumer or uh, as in another developer, or it could be uh, actual end user who is paying for the services or subscription or something. So I do think that is changing. Yes, and I, I think uh, uh, CX, the whole focus on customer experience, I think uh, EX, um, the customer, uh, the employee experience uh, should be equally uh, important, uh, given equal importance. I think uh, the, 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 there has been this mindset, oh, the employee has now come in mm -hmm. and you put them in front of uh, this um, badly designed software and say that it's your day job, you're getting paid for it. So don't complain, just use it. Yeah. Uh, right. And um, the and the same set of people are expected to suddenly be so empathetic, super empathetic and uh, super caring about uh, user experience of another set of people with the same people are telling them, hey, they are our customers. So you have to think about them. We don't think about you, but you have to think about them. Absolutely. And I think that break that that has broken, and um, uh, you know, customer experience is a very interesting concept. I totally agree with it. But I've started, uh, you know, talking everywhere about uh, employee experience being at the same uh, footing. But go ahead. I mean, uh, 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 you know, how how are uh, how what are the other ways where uh, enterprises are not able to? of make decisions or provide an environment where their uh, development team uh, is aligned to business. But again, coming back to the original question, I think I uh, developer versus technologist like, uh, so uh, is it that uh, when you are early in your career, you're a developer uh, and you're not expected to have, uh, you know, uh, alignment, but when you become senior, more responsibility, you become a technologist because now you're thinking of the alignment. Is it is it okay that way or should on day one, you should have this alignment? I think it's gradual. It's, it's a, I see these as two knobs. I don't see that one fine day you become a technologist. And I don't think that technologist is equal to developer plus business uh, knowledge. Um, I think a technologist is anybody who applies their technology to do, achieve something, uh, basically solve a problem. Um, the only the scope of problem is changing today. Mm. Uh, earlier, we used to think about development as a, a, a thing which happens in an IDE. It's a black box to the rest of the world. Um, I think that notion is changing. Uh, so I, I think developer and technologist are synonyms to me. It's just that uh, the degree of your exposure to understand the business problem is now getting more rich. Um, and that's how I see it. Interesting. I mean, uh, uh, so uh, what I hear is that, um, you know, uh, let's not get too much into developer technologist. I mean, uh, at least they're quite uh, synonymous to each other. Uh, but the other thing is that um, the alignment to the business should not be, uh, should not be correlated to your years of experience or your responsibility. Uh, it should uh, always uh, be there. Uh, the other thing is you kind of hinted at it and it's very interesting that the aim is to solve a problem right? Yes. Um, of a technologist, uh, maybe using coding to do that, maybe using a low code environment where you're just dragging, dropping things. Maybe then uh, that's another way using some other kind of lo-fi technology, anything, but you're 
essentially solving a problem. And I yes. think uh, th that is one big change that has happened. Um, uh, technologists or developers going from um, coding a requirement to solving a problem using yes. code. I think that that shift has been an awesome thing to happen for the community. I mean, uh, that's exactly uh, what's needed, right? To elevate the value of developers in the food chain. If right. you think about, uh, if you think about an analogy of road construction, hmm. somebody up top who has specialized degree in road construction technologies, the materials, the requirement of the road, the banking angle, and whatnot. Uh, some engineer must have sat down and figured out all the methods, right? Then they transfer that to a contractor who takes all these instructions, uh, transforms that into, okay, I need this type of uh, um, material which is going to come, which we are going to lay on the top. The first of all, six inches digging needs to happen. These instructions, and then they go to the very low cost, untrained labor, almost untrained labor, yeah. uh, hand over these instructions and they say, uh, start build, like laying down start this making. material. Yeah. Don't un, you don't need to know what type of material, what mixture of tar versus uh, rubble versus uh, which type of stone we are grinding at, what level we are grinding. You don't need to know anything. All you have to do is, is get this load later. <laughs> yes, yeah. spread it evenly. It has to be two inch thick. That's all. All that you need to worry about. But developers used to almost be like this order taker. Uh, there used to be somebody who used to translate these business instructions into uh, very uh, uh, solid requirements and requirements used to flow into architecture and these big, big architectures, uh, architects who used to almost have this God status within a company, they used to translate that into UML diagrams and then I as a developer will get one method to implement out of it. And they would have also written very detailed uh, English description about what this method is supposed to do. So. And we realize this is almost like constructing road. You do not uh, want these developers to solve yeah. anything. You want these developers to just lay out a two inch layer, start, thing, digging. <laughs> start digging. And I think that change of mindset where people started realizing this doesn't need to happen this way. Hmm. What we can do is we can ask these technologies. They have their experience. Uh, they have solved complex problems. Why don't we actually ask them to solve it end to end? Hmm. And that, first of all, reduced huge amount of communication. Yeah. And then it removed all these barriers, gave a lot of freedom. Then such in that office, uh, uh, yeah, the movie, right? Yes. Office space, like we need those persons, right? Who take yes. the facts from and take it uh, because yeah. they have skills and developers don't have people's skills. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I need to take this in, uh, like, requirements from the customer and hand it over to the developer, right? Because they don't have people skills. Yeah. So I, I do believe that also unearths one of the biggest um, uh, lack of skill in developers or engineers is the ability to solve problems. Hmm. Not everybody is able to solve problems uh, when they are presented with a business problem, hmm. something which is vague, something which is ambiguous. and uh, then they need a certain level of distillation of that problem from business domain into tech domain. Then only they can translate it. But now, um, as earlier, you could just get away with writing Java code in the back end. Yeah. Today, if you want to have a very solid career, you need to know 
uh, about database, you need to know enough about your stack and you need to also know about the front end or mobile or something, right? Similarly, I do believe that engineers needs to be even more holistic, more aligned with at least enough knowledge about business. What am I coding this for? Having that solutioning capabilities. I know not everybody is going to be there, yeah. but at the same time, you want to excel, you need to start learning the skill of solving problems. Right. Deal with ambiguity. And how do you deal with ambiguity? There are like 100 books. We are not going to talk about the steps to solve a problem, but yeah. I think this is a very critical skill today in enterprise. Actually, uh, you know, the, if, if you look at the stereotypical, um, uh, you know, uh, a stereotypical image of a developer, all they want to do is, um, uh, I want to write code in the latest and the greatest yes. uh, uh, coding language or use the latest uh, library, right? Is, uh, is that really, um, is, is that first of all really true? Uh, in the sense that, it, you know, uh, yes, people have curiosity, we want to learn. That, that's a different aspect, but um, is, uh, is, uh, has that ever been one of the reasons for rejection earlier of being business aligned? Like I have an opportunity to learn or do something more. I rather spend on moving from Java to Scala rather than solve the same, pick up a new business domain and solve same problem, a different problem using the same language like Java. I mean, that is a very, very good question. And uh, I would, I have certainly certain opinion around this, but let me just get it out, right? Uh, there were two school of thoughts on learning new language. Uh, one school of thought used to be that my current language is not adequate to solve a problem which I'm dealing with. I'll give an example of that. Um, in, uh, in early days of programming languages, uh, when I started my career, Java was the de facto standard, which was becoming to write backend logic. It mm -hmm. was reliable, it was adopted in enterprise, it was proven, um, and it was not super difficult to learn. It was object-oriented, it checked all the boxes, right? The only trouble with Java was very little competition, and they, needed, they didn't need to move at a pace which certain businesses wanted. Mm -hmm. So this sudden emergence of this rapid application uh, development uh, rad uh, uh, frameworks slash languages started uh, cropping up and this is where dynamic languages shown really well is uh, python or ruby these languages at that time they were a good alternative to java hmm. and they had a very solid for certain, for certain use cases particularly the web applications where you uh, if you want to start a web application, which is, let's say, creating a library or uh, like standard CRUD, up, uh, applic uh, CRUD operations, right? Create, update, uh, retrieve, and delete. Yeah. You don't need to uh, write a massive amount of code. Hmm. You can focus more on your business in, uh, logic and the uh, user interface. And that was a good business case. So there was incentive to go into these languages. Hmm. and. So people learn new techniques and languages to solve a problem which is not solved by their existing tool. So I get it. This is legitimate case in my mind. Second is a lot of my friends started learning these new languages, not because this was 
uh, their current limitation. Hmm. They were doing that because it was lucrative. Because every new skill in uh, software industry, when it comes up, it gives you an opportunity of like shuffling the uh, uh, basically so your I career. To tell you once um, a very senior uh, banking um, exec um, on the totally on the business side called me on the side and um, I say, what is this? You know, maybe I have uh, talked a lot about this. This React versus um, I'm forget. I'm blanking. What is that library? React and uh, Angular. Angular. What is this React versus Angular? First they said we should do this. Now they're saying we have to move to this. Is it just IT people just creating job for themselves? Uh, because now in enterprises, when you're moving from one to another, it's a big migration. And um, many times uh, the reason to move is we don't have skill. And if we move to that, we'll be able to hire better. And um, at least in one scenario, uh, it was that if we don't do this, we will lose these engineers, right? So, uh, and, and that's where I think this um, impression that um, a technologist is more interested in learning the latest and greatest rather than solving the uh, business problem solidified. I think that, 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 that is something that has to be addressed. Uh, that, that has to be corrected in a way, uh, maybe maybe one of the aspects of business alignment would be, hey, this technology decision is being taken because of this business reason. And it's a valid reason we have to move to the new technology because it's easier to hire for the new technology. That's a totally valid, but it has to be articulated like that. And it cannot be, you know, we have to do this because this is the new better language. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, uh... Uh, I think that is very critical that people are using the right tool for the right uh, business problem, but you cannot control. Uh, I mean, like if I want to be uh, very self-centric at this point, I don't want to think about the global good and then my business or company goals or everything, then it is in my best interest to learn a skill which pays me more. Right. So obviously I would like to go and uh, software industry has been always in this push and pull. Yeah. Where there are developers, companies would like to go there because that's the solid formula to get talent attraction. Exactly. If more developers want to code uh, Scala, uh, then enterprises will say, it is easier to get Scala developers. Why don't I actually start moving my certain business applications into Scala unless Scala is extremely deterrent to my business application. Yeah, which rarely uh, any, you know, uh, technology as such is. I mean, there are some bad uh, combinations. Example, if you want to write a stock trading application, you would not choose Ruby on Rails for that, hmm. even though Ruby on Rails people might be available in abundance. Uh, but at the same time, if you are doing stock trading, then you have a lot of money. You can dictate people to write some very obscure language. <laughs> There's no problem with that. Uh, so... Yes, and, and that's why uh, the right tool for the right trade uh, is something which is sort of also balancing out because of the uh, evolution of frameworks. Right. Almost for every problem, there are now four options available. Hmm. And you don't need to rely on only one option. Earlier, there used to be uh, like only certain applications uh, and certain solutions. Uh, today, we, have, we are actually 
having a problem of more choices you need to be educated into more solutions and uh, ability to solutioning and this mm-hmm. is where i i wanted to also come is enterprises now rely more on their employees basically technologists or developers you are calling to understand what are the true requirements of this business exactly understand what what technological problem you need to solve and then create a appropriate solution which has a proper life cycle to it i mean you should not start taking some decisions today which will completely shut your options two years down the line right and i think and, uh, uh, this is very critical now and this change uh, not causation causation but there's a strong correlation between the rise of product management as a profession right um because there is more expectation of technologists to be aligned uh, there there was this layer needed which is contextualizing each other's world to each other um and uh, definitely doing bringing in their own and i i think that's why this product management also kind of grew because uh, the same ask is not just about technology the same ask is also about the design the architecture or product architecture and what solution we are going in that's why this so such an uh, if you had to give like uh, five things to do or two things that a developer should do uh, to become business aligned uh, what's your uh, magic uh, list of actions to take to become a better uh, aligned uh, developer i think uh, first a skill which i would ask people to or two things to do so it is thing activity i am thinking is they need to start talking to business folks more and uh, uh, not in an interrogatory way many times i have seen developers actually start talking to business people as if like uh, they are uh, well, let me find the bug in your uh, business uh, uh, yeah i mean it's it's like uh, business in my mind i have seen that uh, uh, strong opinions without substance is nothing but arrogance yeah and uh, developers uh, they feel they are king of their world hmm. or queen of their world and the trouble uh, why they feel that is in their world everything centers around solutioning when they code hmm. and what they believe is that we are the the central cog we are the engine of this entire business machinery mm. and this is also uh, like stopping them to go and learn about no this is not actually a proper full engine mm. probably i am a wall mm. uh, probably i am a sparkler mm. maybe i am the fuel line or maybe i am the crankshaft so the thing is um, for many businesses uh technology is just um incidental it is a means to an end and i think that also is changing similarly and the fun thing is dinkar everywhere the lines are getting blurred blurred yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh, when uh, jp morgan says we are a uh, tech company yeah which happens to be doing banking business yeah. that tells you that and this is not even a recent quote it is a old quote that they have realized that technology is not just an incidental to us it is not just means to an end it is actually central to our tech at core right so when you are thinking about tech at core business 
is going to be more relying upon technology exactly. and if that is going to happen technology also or the technologist also needs to play a very mature role they yeah. cannot behave this that you don't know nothing about technology and uh, um, I, it is uh, i mean and i think partly hollywood is to blame for this if you have seen in any movie the tech guys are wearing double glasses very weird nerdy kind of thing Both and of they have glasses though i guess now i mean uh, the, we don't use double glasses right those are like uh, <laughs> oh, i think yeah. uh, ace, <laughs> i have seen in ace ventura right it's mm-hmm. like they are hold into some uh, and these people are extremely unfriendly Yeah. or even like movies like matrix right very weird you don't want to interact with them more than necessary so uh, is these... the jurassic park character right uh, <laughs> the programmer who... and i think that is where uh, uh, that that needs to go away first of all everybody needs to come on to a very close proximity and they need to start understanding what these different roles are supposed to provide me information how they can actually complement my skills and um, develop a better understanding about what business we are in who right. are the actual payers of this solution where the money comes from where the value is uh, that is very important so the first one is go talk to business understand their world i think the second one is very important have a very good understanding where the money is coming from absolutely uh, you know and it's even more complicated in enterprise like everything else but i think uh that that uh, what was your journey to this uh, I, i'm sure uh, where money comes from or was it when you were involved in the startup that's when you started realizing that's a very important thing or you had unfortunately that is the truth unfortunately uh, i did not understand it uh, that well when i was in thoughtworks in my first stint uh, but um, then that was a rude awakening in uh, many sorts uh, what happens is that when you are young you you are actually trying to understand what is my skill what what and you are also trying to like uh, like be a uh, adult right about your skills but what happens is business the way they are also evolving every business is on a in its journey technology when you think about solving problem and that's why i joined thoughtworks back is i realized that startups when technologists talk they think that if i know a problem and i know a solution that's a company hmm. and they think rest everything doesn't matter in fact i have so many times met people who think that if i have identified a problem i have identified a solution rest everything doesn't matter money just flows magically somewhere and i think you uh, was that you build it and they will come right yeah and the the thing is dinkar that's uh, there are unfortunately certain stories to support this uh, this thing yeah but they are one in million stories in my mind exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, i mean uh, yes uh, that might have ha- might have happened to somebody the chances of that At may happen to you in one movie <laughs> yes yeah. it may not happen to us yeah uh, business understanding business where the money comes from who is going to be ultimate value uh, recipient of my business is extremely critical knowledge and mm. i think for this you need to start talking to right a kind of people right uh, people who have been on a journey people who are uh, in product management people who are in business management people who are in different 
functions of your company if mm. let's say i am building a software which is end user facing i need to understand what my marketing team is telling me mm. what works uh, and recently i was watching india's start uh, shark tank show mm. and uh, in that uh, one of the judges who is actually having a um uh, these uh, electronic uh, company right boat so he was telling when he hired these young 2021 year old uh, kids from management school and they were responsible for their marketing campaign on instagram and mm. tiktok mm. so he uh, he said okay run a campaign it's uh, like you need to run we have we need to actually sell more headphones this is the budget and this this these many clicks we not this is the ctr we want and yes with, yeah. and he says that they put one image of uh, headphones and next to it they said it's fry a and they dropped the d from it and uh, they showed him that this is what we are going to post and uh, he said this is the wrong spelling yeah um they said it's okay it's cool don't talk about that just see rest of the things it's matching or not and they said okay and that campaign actually went viral yeah so what he was saying is he he was only 35 years old yeah. and he said i did not understand what these guys were doing yeah <laughs> but they knew exactly what they were doing they were so <laughs> so if if he would have uh, put his foot down he's founder of the company and if he's not open to learn from these marketing chaps how this campaign works he will never be able to actually capitalize on it so, similarly yeah yeah so you called out three things uh, one talk to business second yes. is figure out where the money comes from three talk to people who have undergone these kind of journeys um, in in their career yes uh, so that, that that that's very interesting so uh, but that that's that's both right um, and uh, boat is in india and is a much more dynamic market uh, in if if you are in enterprise right and uh, you, you know we we are working with this uh, global blank and uh, one of the things that uh, the leader said that um, uh, uh, was that uh, i'm losing best best of my engineers to it companies right so i'm competing yes. with uh, you know these product startups so creating products for us um, all these it giants and banks never had to face that right so uh, they they for, if if you were in such a scenario right uh, you now you're a technologist in a bank uh, right and you're you're leading a group of people right and you understand that one of the ways i will make these people stay engage more uh, feel excited is quickly align them to the business so they see the work they are doing how it affects the business right or what kind of suggestions do you have for those technology leaders i mean if i start giving the suggestions and if this is a solved problem then i have solved uh, the great resignation right so uh, no i mean i don't have a good silver bullet but i think uh, there are this problem although this the particular problem which you talked about that enterprises are facing attrition that problem might be new but this similar problem we have solved in other areas and mm. i think it's worth taking inspiration from those example would be is uh, sometimes a company faces certain type of attrition of customers 
and then companies reinvent themselves right that right. oh i need to actually change good example i was actually listening to a podcast about is best buy turnaround yeah the biggest uh, competition to best buy was actually amazon yeah and they realized amazon cannot do something which best buy can yes. which is giving a product in customers hands let them it's, check it out first like yeah. yeah yeah and then first of all check it out feel it and then make a purchase yeah. but what best buy did not have is very quick delivery to the home hmm. and they solved that problem they matched the prices similarly in if you think about uh, today developers are also asking for few things hmm. you can make them participate into certain as you mentioned give them a uh, good transparent journey to how this product is affecting business how they are creating an impact do not let them feel that they are just creating software which is going in a black hole yeah it is always gratifying no matter whether you are working in a bank or a startup right is i wrote code which made a difference yeah so or even if it made a negative impact i come to know about it so i can react to it we can do something different or better or you know um... and i think that's why we keep talking about this first of all measuring these business outcomes demonstrating it tracking it on a regular basis because now engineering teams can see that their code is actually making a difference in the business outcomes which they promise to end users or their management or whoever right and and i think uh, certain one of the key things here i want to spend some time there is uh, uh, though we haven't discussed uh, concepts like polaris on this podcast uh, uh, yet but the important part there is a lot of businesses they get stuck uh, in finding the causation and the correlation itself is great you're yes. doing all these things and things are happening that you know outcome is the best um, you know uh, evidence of uh, excellence uh, forget doing analytics and there are ways of doing but forget spending so much of time so you can directly draw the line as long as there is a correlation things are good things are happening here leading to good things happening on the business side go for it so i think that that's a very important uh, point you raised yeah correct and uh, the the second thing which i i do believe uh they need to also do is um break their large monolithic execution plans into smaller chunks the uh one thing which actually fatigues human mind more than uh, and i have experienced that's why i'm saying is a th- two year long program is extremely boring to be after 12 months unless it is some ground uh, breaking earth shattering kind of like uh, a thing which keeps my mind busy right if the tough part about uh, uh, is about to get over then people will start losing interest hmm. so break it down into some logical chunks which can be moved into like 6 months 3 months 9 months so that people have that feeling of newness right and then it is also uh, vis- uh, like again going back to point 1 if something goes live in 6 months i get to see that it made a difference it started making a difference right so yeah. i think that gratification is critical to people to retain and also adopt newer technologies which i don't see many enterprises are hesitant to do they are currently only limited by their 
uh, either business or funding or something else but now they are compliance or but they are awakening to that yes. they they understand that we are not going to just have like okay there used to be such thing as x bank has approved java 1.5 yes all software will be in java it's still there uh, you know every bank every such uh, organization has a organization that approves that this is you can use this product you can use this version of this product right correct it's but the, i i do believe that in certain areas of uh, uh, business where such kind of like compliance is extremely uh, tedious i think there they have but most of the rest uh, like application which doesn't need to be that compliant they are open for other things and i was talking to one of the uh, singapore based bank and uh, they have very restricted now that type of specification to a very small set of components in their organization and rest they use node js they use uh, uh, in some places they are using uh, uh, ruby and some places they are using spring web boot which is very modern uh, so they are open to that so so that, that's a very interesting thing that is happening is that organizations are carving out based on the domain uh, yes that here uh, the uh, the uh, we we need to have these kind of uh, rules and regulation it's important so let's let's not make it uh, the this tight um, you know grip uh, need not be everywhere let's not make it a normal it's it's yes. needed in this let let's carve this out rest everywhere where there's a potential to experiment adopt new faster uh, methodologies they started to do. so carving out is one way in which i feel enterprises are kind of hitting back at these it organizations and becoming a, a more uh, viable or a more attractive employer to the best of the technology mind i think the other way area uh, such in where um, you know um, enterprises um, have are expected to um, do more and it kind of is becoming a big challenge for them is around data right uh, the data governance yes. the privacy um, you know the the whole thing that comes with uh, data governance uh, which i feel that smaller organizations it it uh, for me the data governance uh, cost um, is, you know the cost of doing business uh, kind of is a, a logarithmic curve uh, when you're small it's low low but the moment it becomes big and you become bigger 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 it almost like you know tends to infinity and it's it's like you know a, if you're approaching the speed of light your mass is becoming infinite then something like that starts happening so i think one of the ways that enterprise are trying to uh, some of them uh, have done some good job around it is uh, again carving out the areas where the data governance has to be very um, you know tight um, and carving out areas where the data governance can be automated um, can be uh, done in a uh, you know in in much more of programmatic way and uh, reduce the requirement to very small set and uh, and their pii's uh, you know uh, being aware of personal identifying information and all those things so uh, like you said right uh, so in enterprise carving out is becoming one way uh, and also uh, being very uh, smart about data governance uh, is also uh, one way where uh, um so so if we a city of a bank is listening 
uh, right? Um, so how would you summarize the key takeaway for that uh, person uh, to, well, CTO actually maybe CIO, CTO, or maybe even VP of engineering, the IT, head of IT, because people kind of fall into that. So if the head of IT is listening to us, uh, what are the two, three things you want that person to start doing immediately? I think uh, break it down into smaller chunks, uh, participate them, uh, basically employ visibility across business. What impact is happening? And, uh, from uh, tech world to the business outcome. Correct. And uh, that happens in banks. I mean, every time they are securing funding, there is a business case. They are actually talking about how this is making impact. It's just not visible to the engineering team. You need to uh, let them participate into that a little bit more. And a uh, little bit break down the hierarchy, make it democratization of like this data needs to be democratized. Yeah. Uh, uh, unless it is like super behind like compliance or something like that. And even though it is, it is possible to aggregate and demonstrate a benefit to the engineering or even how, You know, the, there are ways to obfuscate data and then, right. uh, you know, it, it no longer identifies someone. It no longer carries any personal information. It becomes a data on which uh, someone can experiment, uh, do data science. Uh, there, yes, there are smarter ways. And break it down into smaller chunks. I mean, uh, if let's say there is a three-year journey of some program, yeah. can you break it down into six months long each? Um, unless you do that, uh, you, people are going to uh, feel that, okay, I need to move on. Or this technology is not actually solving my problem. Today, fortunately, uh, you can create a very modular system, which is lightweight, which allows you to actually adopt to this. Example is, let's say a system requires 50 microservices. All these 50 microservices today doesn't need to be in Java 1.5. Right. You may, you may start writing first five microservices in Java 1.5 and later on decide next five will actually happen in uh, something more. I mean like uh, latest version of Java. And uh, the later, you could also do something in Node.js or you could write some Lambda functions. So this was not an option earlier. Right. So you can also evolve your application, you are evolve your system with this uh, new modular architecture, which adopts to newer technologies. Doesn't need to actually adopt to only a standard tech, uh, tool base for next five years. And that will, uh, that will not only uh, satisfy to an extent, uh, this uh, learning uh, thirst of your engineers, but also allow you to benefit from the advances which technology is offering you. Right. This is not one-way benefit. This is actually uh, uh, like win-win situation for both company as well as developers. Yeah, the, the, that's uh, the, the, that's right. So uh, one of the things that I hear uh, Sachin is, um, and this is something that I talk a lot about product managers is, product management is less of a uh, behavior over, um, it's more of behavior over skills. Um, to be a successful product manager, you need to have certain behaviors rather than just be uh, a collection of skills. I think uh, that shift, paradigm shift is coming for developers also. Developers need to exhibit certain behaviors along with the skills they have. And one of the key behavior is, um, be very close to the business, understand the business, understand the revenue process, uh, understand what people who have gone through this journey before are doing. So this whole um, shift, I think in the industry 
from uh, you being a collection of your skills, uh, from there to you being a collection of the skills you have and the behaviors you exhibit is I think a very important shift that that's happening. Uh, and uh, I thought this was restricted to product management, uh, but uh, looks like it's expanding into technologist's world also. Absolutely, absolutely. So the, the, this was great, uh, Sachin. I think um, uh, I, I I learned a lot, um, um, and uh, uh, I now have a better understanding and maybe even better articulation next time I'm talking to a developer, uh, uh, you know, who's a little early in their career or maybe may advanced in the career but not thinking of business alignment. We all say, hey, go watch this, or maybe even. Uh, uh, talk about uh, this uh, so this yeah was, yeah absolutely i mean uh, yeah, absolutely i mean i think uh, this is something which everybody learns at different stages in their life uh, it's just that um, uh, i i happen to go on my own path and i'm pretty sure that everybody's on their own journey so yeah, yeah everyone can't be uh, the, the, the 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 journey of the, this maturity should not be that you have to do your startup, right? I mean, it, yes. it, right. Uh, we, we have to decouple uh, it from there. And I think uh, uh, this is something that people should learn in their first year or something that this behavior. And I think this is something that I want to talk about maybe next time or maybe in some future conversation, um, these behaviors, right, uh, that we called out. Uh, so uh, we should spend some time in calling out what these behaviors are and how they kind of uh, uh, can affect positively uh, a person's growth, be they be there, be a product manager or be they be a technologist. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay, Sachin, take care. This was nice. Thanks. See take you next care. time. Thank you so much. Yeah, bye -bye. it was fun. Bye-bye.